In America, we don't turn to government to restore our souls. We put our faith in Almighty God. You voted to make America great again. We are making America greater than ever before, and it's happening before your eyes. We will rekindle new faith in our values, new pride in our history, and a new spirit of unity that can only be realized through love for our great country. The American people voted to reject this corrupt globalism. This is the most important election in the history of our country. And yet, despite all of our greatness as a nation, everything we have achieved is now in danger. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. And when I'm reelected, the best is yet to come. to the Hip Hop Patriot. Probably one of the largest letdowns in political history. Just have fun. Keep fighting, God wins. We love real Do the parents know that you guys are doing this to the kids? Do their parents know that you're doing this to the kids? Do you have parent consensual forms to do this to the kids? Do you guys have parent consensual forms to do this to these kids? Do the parents know that you're doing it to these kids? Excuse me, ma'am. Do the par- do you know if the parents have consent to do this? Look what they're doing to these kids. Look at this. Look what they're doing to our kids. No consent. This is disgusting. This is disgusting. Let's see what school is. This is horrible. And she has a mask on. Look. Wow, this is disgusting. Indoctrinating our kids. No parent consent. Whap you. To the par- Ladies and gentlemen, this is the kind of world we're living in today. Now, before we continue to speculate, and I know just based on those, those teachers or those school uh, employees, just based on their response based on their body language, based on their haircuts, for crying out loud, we just assume that these children do not have the parental consent of their parents. Now, this van 
is from a company called LabQ. LabQ. And they are basically setting up shop on the street outside the school. And the kids are literally being tested for COVID right there on the side of the street. Right there on the side of the street. Even though COVID's been gone for a long time. And this gentleman caught it and he said, have these kids been given the consent? Has the school been given the consent by these children's parents? So it prompted me to do a little research. So I went over to labq.com and I'd like to pull that up on the screen if I could for you and show you what popped up as soon as I went over there to their site. Let me remove all all, all of this nonsense on the screen so you can actually see But as soon as I popped over to their site, this is what I saw. It was a pop-up. We have been made aware of a recently released video of testing at a school, claiming that the school is testing their students without parental consent. It may also be insinuating such a claim against LabQ. Please know that LabQ does not test minors without the consent of their parents or legal guardian. As always, LabQ follows all laws and regulations for the proper testing of all patients, especially as they pertain to minors. LabQ does not test a minor without a signed minor consent form with the required parent signature and release. As a matter of fact, our registration system currently in place does not allow for a minor to complete their profile without a signed minor consent form. And then at the very bottom in small letters, it says, for specific information about the video in question, please contact the school directly now had had we live in a society where the public school system isn't out of control when it comes to sexualizing our kids and literally taking control of our children because they do not think that you the parent should be the proper role model or the person in charge of these children. If we didn't live in a world like that, if we didn't live in a world where the public school system was indoctrinating and brainwashing our children into believing that they are not a boy or a girl, then we wouldn't have to go through with this. Do you guys remember the song by Whitney Houston, I Believe the Children Are Our Future? Folks, the best way to take down this country, not only is by stealing the election and doing it from within, but it is by attacking the future of our country. The future of our country is the children. They're everything. They're taxes. They're the community. They're the workforce. They're the people that the the government will govern over. So get them now. Get them while they're young and don't fight through all the stuff. You've got them while they're young. That is what we're fighting here. That's the kind of stuff that we're fighting here. So when this... Lab Q says, we don't do anything without the proper consent forms. Sorry, but I do not believe you. I do not believe you. And I hope that this video has made its rounds enough to where maybe, just maybe, some of these parents from this school will step up and say, whoa, 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 whoa. I didn't sign a consent form the same way I didn't send in a mail-in ballot. I voted on November 4th or November 3rd of 2020. We're going to dig a little deeper into this. Because one thing that I am dedicated to is not only ending abortion, ending Roe v. Wade in this country, but also protecting our children at these public school systems. Folks, you're locked and loaded right here on Live from America. 
If you're watching on Real America's Voice News, you may be here from Pluto or Roku or Fire Stick, maybe Android or Apple or Samsung TV, maybe Dish Network, maybe Select Channels, maybe Cable. I want to say thank you and welcome to the show. I am your ever so humble, God-fearing, and God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot, coming to you from the granite, live free or die state of New Hampshire, and it is my honor to be here for you every single night, five days a week. Also, you can catch my morning show just by going to jeremyherald.com and following me on any social media site that's on, that's on my website. You can quick connect right over, quick link right over, or you can follow me on Rumble and Getter as well and watch the morning show. The morning shows are always commercials fr- free and a lot of fun. Uh, but thank you for being here. I appreciate it. I want to give, uh, I want to read some emails if I could. <clears throat> We've got an email here from Katie Kniss who says, I'm running for Michigan House Representative District 104, and I'm going to unseat the weak Republican incumbent John Roth. I am an American first patriot, mom of four, homeschool mom, wife of sheriff sergeant, and tired of watching the future of our great nation be destroyed. So I'm doing something about it. I have listened to your show since before the 2020 election, and I would love to be on your show. Thank you for all you're doing. Looking forward to hearing from you, Katie Kness. First of all, we want to say thank you to your husband for being a sheriff in his very tough times to be a police officer or law enforcement officer. And we will definitely get you on the show and highlight your candidacy. God bless you and thank you. Here's another one from Gloria. Gloria says, my daughter-in-law, Katie, eight months pregnant in 2021, she caught COVID, oxygen went down to the 80s, put her on vent, uh, ventilators slowly, all her organs started shutting down over a period of two weeks. The doctors called the family in and said that she only had a 5% chance to live. My son was heartbroken. One day while we were checking her liver, they noticed the liver was not failing. Little by little, she started getting better. She said she went to heaven and was with God, and he told her he was not done with her yet. She got to come home January of this year. She can only hold baby Isaac for a little bit, but then she gets weak. But her therapy is getting stronger, and so many people came forward with help, and we are blessed for that. From money to bringing food for four months, we are still getting cards from people saying her story changed their life. Thank you very much. Very, very much, Gloria. We appreciate that, uh, that story, and it's a great story of all working together, many hands make light work. And one more here from Linda Chavez. Jeremy, as I pray for everyone every day, I ask for you or that you please pray for me. I had cataract surgery on my eyes back in January. The right eye came out perfect, but the left eye wasn't so lucky. They did x-rays and said that I have a hole in the back of my eye and they might have to do surgery to correct it. Either way, I will find out Friday. Thank you with all of my heart. Your faithful listener, Linda Chavez. Well, we're going to put you in our prayers while we go to the Lord right now, Linda. Just know that we love you. We're praying for you. And God will give you full health and full restoration. I can promise you. April 27th, year of our Lord, 2021, because you are mine, I want to bless you with my peace. The peace I give you is not as the world gives. It can coexist with the most difficult situations because it is transcendent. It rises above both your circumstances and your understanding and can lift you up too. Psalm 29.11 tells us the Lord gives strength to his people. The Lord blesses people with peace. 
And from John 14, 27, from the New King James Version, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither it be afraid. Neither let it be afraid. And before you turn out the light tonight, find peace in this. I stand ready to help you with every challenge that you face. And those folks asking for prayer tonight, God is there. He's waiting. He's waiting to do his miracles. And we are going to have that in mind as we go to the Lord. Please remove your hats if you're wearing one. And let's say it from your lips to his ears all together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Folks, when we work together, the many hands, the many hands that make light work, when we work together, there is nothing, and I mean nothing, that we cannot accomplish. So keep that in mind and always know that the power of God and the power of Jesus is always there. All you have to do is just accept it. That's it. Just accept it. We will be right back with more Live from America here on Real America's Voice News. We hope you stay with us. Thank you for being here. Welcome, God bless, and we'll see you in a few minutes. Right back after this. So, folks, if you could do me the ultimate favor for all of those watching on Facebook on the LFA producer page, we would like to get 200 people watching the show there tonight. Okay? So let's please share the Facebook show. Because he cannot, because he's restricted from sharing too much. You know, Facebook does not want to spread the love. If you're on Facebook, please just share, 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 share to your groups. And if you're anywhere else, if you're watching on Rumble, just copy the link and send the link over to your getter or send it over to your Facebook or wherever you have social media. The more sharing, the more we get out there and we appreciate it so very much. God bless each and every one of you. I would also like to thank Janelle Milton for your monthly donation that came through the mail and Gordon Decker. Now, Gordon Decker is an 82-year-old man, I believe. If I'm wrong, Sabrina will come in and tell me. 82 or 83-year-old man. He lives in Oregon, and he loves the show, and he watches the show at night on Real America's Voice News. So right now, he's not hearing me say this about him. So I'm going to say that to him when we come back from the commercial break, but he does not know how to watch the show any other way because he doesn't understand social media or phones or anything. So he gave his number, and we're going to call Gordon tomorrow on the phone, have a great conversation with him, said he loves the show, loves that we stand for God, and all the great things that you all say, and we're going to get Gordon watching the show full time. So Gordon, uh, I know you're not watching yet, but uh, God bless that man. And Mary Johnson sent a CD, a beautiful CD. It looks like gospel music, uh, heaven, heavenly inspired music. And I and thank you so very much and your donation as well. God bless you. Um, folks, I just want to let you know that there's some very big things in the works here at Live from America. And I'm not talking about sponsors helping fund the show. I'm not talking about any of that. I'm talking about God is doing things behind the scenes with me and with the people that belong to this show and further. And I think that we are really going to change the world this year. I really think we're going to change the public school systems. And I'll, I'll tell you more as, as, as the time gets nearer 
what we're planning on doing. Uh, I don't want to let the cat out of the bag yet because I don't want somebody else to try to do this and take credit for it because they would be doing it for the wrong reasons. They would not be doing it because God weighed on their heart to do it. So I just want to let you know that what we're doing and what we're planning is going to be so much bigger than this show ever thought of being. I'll just say that, okay? But your guys' continued help, your continued support, your financial support, buying things on the online. Oh, by the way, real quick, real quick, and I'll say this at the end of the show too. A lot of you have been telling me that our small shirts the for kids were not displaying anything larger than toddler, and you were correct. I thought they were. But we have from toddler all the way up to uh, youth extra small to youth extra large, and they should be available on the website right now. So you might want to check that out if we can get my producer to uh, validate that. That would be great so that you know that by the end of the show. That way you could start sending your kids to school with some patriotic gear, and I apologize that that wasn't there beforehand. So uh, that was my fault. So let's get back to the show, and let's get back to business, shall we? Here we go. Welcome back to Live from America here on Real America's Voice News. During the commercial break, I was saying uh, thank you to some people on social media, on Rumble and stuff, and for people that were sending things in the mail. And one thing I do want to say is hello to Gordon Decker. Now, Gordon Decker is an 83-year-old man who lives in Oregon who watches the show on Real America's Voice News, says he would love to watch the morning show too, but he does not know how to work social media. So we're going to call Gordon tomorrow and help him out. But Gordon, if you're listening, if you're watching, love you, buddy. God bless you, and thank you for reaching out. Who's ready for the first and foremost sections? Who's ready to rumble? I know I am, so please... Put your cups up. Let's have our first slurp. Get some fuel in the fire. Burning good now, baby. Here we go. The communist Democrats, their current Lord and Savior, their Lord and Savior used to be Barack Hussein Obama. Now it seems to be, well, at least the last couple of years, that the current Lord and Savior for the communist Democrat Party has been Tony Gain-of-Function Fauci. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Tony Gain of function Fauci, we kind of re-nicknamed him here. We used to call him Tony the Ratface Fauci, but we want him to go down for the crimes that he's committed. And that has nothing to do with that nickname. So we're going to change his name to Tony Gain of function Fauci so that we can constantly remind people what he did to create coronavirus. But, 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 you will be happy to know that the Democrats' Lord and Savior, Tony Gain-of-Function Fauci, has now come out and said what we've been waiting for for so long, what you and I have known for so long, but, you know, not everybody knew about this, Uh, and that is the fact that Tony Gain-of-Function Fauci says that coronavirus is over. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, the pandemic is finally over. Here is Tony Fauci saying so. You don't have to listen to me. Just listen to him. Mr. Fauci, let me broaden this out and ask you, here we are. It's the end of April. It's the spring of 2022. How close are we to the end of this pandemic? Well, that's an unanswerable question for the following reason. And, and I don't want to be evasive about it, but let me tell you why I'm giving you that answer, Judy. We are certainly right now in this country out of the pandemic phase. Namely, we don't have... 900,000 new infections a day and tens and tens and tens of thousands of hospitalizations and thousands of deaths. We are at a low level right now. So if you're saying, are we out of the pandemic phase in this country? We are. There you go. What we hope to do, I don't believe, and I've, and I've spoken about this widely, we're not going to eradicate this virus. If we can keep that level very low 
and intermittently vaccinate people. And I don't know how often that would have to be, Judy. That might be every year, that might be longer in order to keep that level low. But right now we are not in the pandemic phase in this country. Pandemic means a widespread throughout the world infection that spreads rapidly among people. So if you look at the global situation, there's no doubt this pandemic is still ongoing. Dr. Anthony Fauci, well, thank you very much. In a global thank you, Judy. sense, good to be with you. Tony the Tony the uh, gain of function Fauci says that uh, the pandemic is ongoing, but here in America, the pandemic phase is over. That's what Lord Farquhar just said. <laughs> the pandemic. <laughs> Lord Farquhar. Any Shrek fans out there, you know who I'm talking about. That's little Lord Farquhar right there. Um, <laughs> Tony, the Lord Farquhar Fauci. <laughs> oh, he's about as little as that guy. Uh, anyway, he says the pandemic phase is over, folks. Now, I thought that was kind of interesting that he did actually admit that. Something that we've known all along. Um, you're about, you're about a year late there, uh, Lord Farquhar. But anyway, um, <laughs> the, uh, uh, it, what's, what's interesting about that is he says, he goes on these, uh, these lamestream fake news media outlets and he says the, fa- the pandemic phase is over. However, just yesterday he said he was not going to attend the white house press event that happens annually over fears of COVID. But that's odd because isn't he been, hasn't he been vaccinated like 44 times? Hasn't he wore a mask half his life? Isn't he Lord Farquhar himself? Isn't he immune to coronavirus? Isn't it like his little baby? He probably has little coronavirus pets running around the house. Those little coronaviruses that you see, he's probably got like large versions of those that he's turned into some kind of dog. All those dogs that he was abusing and killing. Maybe he, he's a mad scientist and he put them all together and he's got little coronaviruses running around his house and they jump on his lap when he gets home. He's probably that immune. What are you worried about? You just said the pandemic phase was over, but yet you don't want to go to the White House press secretary or the press event because fears of COVID. Look, I wouldn't want to go to that thing either, but it wouldn't be because I would fear getting COVID. It, was be- it would be because I would fear becoming part of the swamp. This guy is about uh, a day late and a dollar short or a year late and, uh, and about $400,000 a year uh, ahead of each one of you highest paid man in the government higher than the president. So he's got to make over 400,000. I don't know exactly what his salary is, but he doesn't deserve a dollar of it. Mr. Lord Farquhar Fauci. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, you will be safe knowing that the Democrats Lord and savior said that the pandemic phase is over. That means how in the heck can Joe Biden continue to carry on with this emergency power? In order for you to have emergency powers, something needs to be a national emergency. In order for a disease or a sickness or an illness, whatever you want to call it, to be a national emergency, it has to have be in a pandemic phase. He says we're not in a pandemic phase. That means Joey Applesauce is way out of his league and, uh, and holding emergency powers for nothing. Either way, let's give the dumb, dumb award of the day to... Come on, man. <laughs> we did it. We did it, Joe. Tony, gain a function, Fauci. You get the Swamp Donkey Dumb Dumb Award of the day. And now moving on from that piece of COVID news to this piece of COVID news. Some breaking news, actually, coming out of the U.S. military. 
Do you remember when they were really pushing the gain of function, or not the gain of function, excuse me, I'm sorry. Do you remember when they were really pushing the, uh, the, the testing, the, contra- the contract t- tracing and the testing? Everybody get tested, 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 tested. Even though many people out there were actually pouring water, Mountain Dew, milk, and everything else on these test kits, finding out that they were tested positive when they were using groceries and liquids. Oh, they were testing positive. They were pushing these tests so badly, and they were really pushing the contact tracing. They wanted to know where you were at all times. Even though they have your little phone in your pocket where they can just link to everything, they wanted more than that. They wanted even more information than that. And now we have breaking news that the United States military used contact tracing during COVID and then sent the families of the positive tested to very filthy and disgusting barracks for days, for days and days at a time, 10 days. A report coming out of Korea discussed the military's tactics there to combat COVID. The result was a trampling of soldiers' freedoms and privacies. Um, A post at trmix.com discussed what happened in the military when COVID hit. A lot of things took place across the broad spectrum of the Department of Defense during 2020 and 2021, which have been unethical at best and flat-out illegal at worst. A system of surveillance rose up in South Korea during the, 2020, uh, during the year of 2020 in a supposed effort to tackle the high volume of co- uh, COVID-positive individuals that were popping up all over the peninsula. Right out of the gate, I'll declare that it was illegal and runs afoul of a number of laws we have in place to protect American citizens from abuses at the hands of their own government. Under the leadership of General Robert Abrams, a method of contract, contact tracing excuse me, involving the use of CCTV, that is a closed circuit television or security footage, was used to track the movement of personnel on Camp Humphreys, collect and store their information, and then remove them from their homes and put them in isolation and quarantine facilities, kind of like what they were doing in Australia. COL Tremblay says, we are going to find out who you are because we have other ways of finding you whether it's through CCTV or a number of our capabilities. The process for identifying and tracking personnel worked like this. When people entered the PX, Post Exchange or Mini Mail, Mini Mall, excuse me, they would scan in with their CAC, their Common Access Card, or their ID, and sign their name along with the time that they got there. If someone tested positive for COVID, they would use those sheets uh, and CCTV footage to identify anyone who may have had close contact with the individual while out shopping. Screenshots would be taken from the saved CCTV footage and posted to the Camp Humphreys official Facebook page and pushed out for all to see. And once they did that, they would then grab you and they would take you and they would put you in these detention facilities for 10 days to, quote, quarantine you. Folks, I wonder exactly what is happening in the upper echelons of our government and our military. I wonder how much of our military men and women have suffered a loss of their freedoms and a loss of their basic humanitarian rights because of this illegitimate regime thinking 
that they can just tell our military members what to do. We'll be right back right after this. I wonder if anybody out there has any testimonies from their own husbands or wives in the military of this. If you do, please send them to Jeremy at JeremyHerald.com. I would love to have some of those military men and women on. A lot of them have been removed from their, from their service, so they can come on. And I, and I would love to talk to them about it because when it comes to the people who fight for the freedom of this country and when it comes to our children, I don't think there's anything else that ticks me off more than people using or abusing them in any, sh- in any way, shape, or form. Because if it wasn't for our military men and women, we would, not be, we would not have the freedoms to do this right here. And if it wasn't for our children, we'd have no future. So they're attacking the two major like, foundations of our society, and yet we're just sitting here watching and letting them do it. Now, I'm not saying that I have the answer. The answer, I think, is what I'm doing every single day. I believe these small wins chipping away until... We can actually have the right people in place to take care of it. The problem was, as far as draining the swamp goes, the problem was in 2016, the swamp was too deep for President Trump to drain. It was just too deep. It was so deep that we're still figuring out who those people are. Here we are in 2022, and we're just now starting to figure out who in the HE double hockey sticks is a rhino and who is a uniparty Democrat globalist. We're still figuring them out. And some of them, you're like, are you kidding me? And you can tell by the way they react to something. Back when I was on Facebook, I used to always say this. When I had the Here We Go page, I would say a liberal or a Democrat will always expose themselves if they're trying to be incognito, meaning if they were a troll, right? Or if they were trying to infiltrate your patriot group or your rallies, they would always expose themselves over something that triggered them. Same thing with uniparty uh, candidates and rhinos. They will always expose themselves. And when they do, we need to jump on them and jump on them quick because we can no longer wait for things to happen. Thank you, Jeff Poole out of Michigan. Make sure if you're in Michigan and you need any kind of auto body or any kind of work done on your car, go to Pools because those guys are awesome and they are on the American Strong Business page. All right, here we go. Let's come back from this commercial break and round out the next segment. You're locked and loaded right here on Live from America on RAV-TV, and I'm Jeremy Harrell, the host of the show. If you're a newcomer to the show, God bless you. Thank you so very much. I would ask that you visit jeremyharrell.com, and you can get so much more in the way of music in the way of uh, shows, documentaries, and uh, there's just a lot for you to check out on JeremyHerald.com. Sign up for a Bible, and make sure you sign up for our newsletter, which goes out every single day and gives you a verse that we go over on the morning show. Now, we have a new segment here, folks, and it's, well, it's not really a new segment. It's kind of something we have been doing for a while, but we've been calling it rhino hunting, Okay. And uh, the thing about rhino hunting, folks, is uh, you never know, you you never quite know which rhino is out there to be hunted today. But uh, we've been we've been really harping on people like Kevin McCarthy. We've really been harping on people like uh, Mitch McChina because these people are the leaders of the party. And I and I say leaders very lightly. I'm not very I'm not I'm not saying that with a lot of a confidence because they're they're anything but leaders. But we're going to go on our little rhino hunting escapade right now. So please get out your rhino hunting permits and here we go. Ah, 
Rhino hunting time, ladies and gentlemen, and we're going to go back to Kevin McCarthy because we're finding out more and more about Kevin McCarthy every single day. Now, Kevin McCarthy is somebody that we have been, um, that we've really been focused on a lot lately, and it's because of his future possible position as Speaker of the House. We cannot have this guy Speaker of the House. There is no way, shape, or form we can let this guy get near the Speakership. He is too compromised. He is too one-sided when it comes to being a uniparty rhino. He does not care about the patriots of this, of, of this country. He literally only cares about himself. I believe he's a traitor to the president based on the audio that we heard just the other day. I believe he conspired with Liz Cheney in order to remove President Trump. I believe he lives part of his time of his life with Frank Luntz. While they create dumb and, dumber, dumb and Dumber videos, he called J6 political prisoners stuck in the D.C. gulag terrorists. He chewed out Madison Cawthorn for Madison Cawthorn exposing the drug problems and the sex problems that the members of Congress have. And he has done not one thing when it comes to the forensic audits or calling for a decertification of the real insurrection that happened on November 3rd of 2020. I believe, fully believe, that all of those things that I just mentioned fully qualify Kevin McCarthy to be called a rhino. Now, I want to give a big, huge shout-out right now to former Representative Steve King because former Representative Steve King has come out and he is dishing dirt on D.C., on the swamp, and specifically on Kevin McCarthy. Now, this is going to be a little bit of a lengthy read, so please stay with me, but it's very important that you hear what <clears throat> former Representative Steve King had to say. He said, almost all of them are compromised. Wherever they might stand on any of those issues, explained the former chairman of the Constitution and Civil Justice Subcommittees of the House Judiciary Committee, here's how that works. A freshman gets elected, and most of them are ideological. They want to make a difference, and they've got an agenda. They get rid, or they get in, and the leadership says to them, now, you elected people to come into Washington. We're going to give you your orientation. He said, for me, that was 11 days, two days of orientation and nine days of indoctrination. And, I'll t and they'll tell you this, he said, your job is to raise money. You go to your committee, and you vote when you have to. Go to the floor and you vote when you have to. Otherwise, we'll bring you over to the National Republican Congressional Committee, pick up the phone, and dial down through the list and raise money. Basically, you become a telemarketer for the, D for the RNC. That's it. You become a telemarketer and you're out there raising money for the RNC and then you give that money to the party. And uh, that will have to do a lot with your next committee assignment and a lot to do with your pathways into leadership or your legislation that might get, might get passed. See, it's a pay-to-play system. Both the RNC and the DNC, the entire swamp is a pay-to-play system. And if you don't do that, he says, they will shut down your endeavor, your endeavor and your ideas and your agenda. They are policing it through all of this. Basically, your self-worth as, a, as a, an elected official from your state is solely based on how much money you can raise for the party. I put this at the feet of Kevin McCarthy, and I've watched him for three years putting this together. It was served up to me in a blander way when I arrived than, it, than, than what it is now. Kevin McCarthy gets to unilaterally make these decisions. What committees you will be on, 
whether you'll have a role ever as a committee, a subcommittee chair or a full committee chair or an honorable role as the whip, the deputy whip or something along that nature, or maybe the chairman of the NRCC itself. He'll make those decisions, he said. McCarthy controls every assignment. He will say the steering committee makes those decisions. That's a flat out lie. The steering committee is handpicked by McCarthy, and their assignments depend also upon the goodwill of Kevin McCoward himself. Every gavel McCarthy can kill. He can bypass somebody <clears throat> that, has a 15, that has 15 years of seniority over the second guy because he does not like what they say or think. If he says that to the PACs on K Street, don't send money to candidate X, they don't send money. King then explained how McCarthy controls the House GOP through fear. All of these members are afraid that their political careers are going to come to halt. King continued, if you get leadership to endorse your legislation, it's coming to the floor. McCarthy withholds that unless you play ball with him. He also decides whether you do foreign travel or not. That comes right out of the mouth of Kevin McCarthy. Then the non-government organizations, NGOs, out there, other organizations that are operating around the Hill, they get that message. So the invitations that you were getting to give speeches and build that network and support for the NGOs, it stops, it dries up, and it may even stop permanently, but it definitely stops immediately. Then he goes on to say, Kevin McCarthy colluded with the New York Times to defame King. After serving in the U.S. House of Representatives for 17 years, King lost his re-election bid in 2020 following a hit piece on conservative firebrands published by the New York Times. During the 2019 phone call with New York uh, reporter Trip Gabriel, King discussed the perils of mass illegal immigration to Western civilizations. Uh, as he had throughout his entire political career, Gabrielle allegedly conflated King's references to Western civilization with the words white supremacy. Okay, he goes on. He goes on to say a lot of things, but I really want to get to the meat and potatoes uh, 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 and finish what he said. He said King described how McCarthy uses racial, ethnic and sexual quotes in his political calculations, including the endorsement of candidates and selections of committee assignments. With every Republican member of Congress, or while every uh, Republican member of Congress is forced to raise money for the National Republican Congressional Committee, the NRCC uses the money to advance identity politics under the guise of equity and diversity and affirmative action and funds the campaigns of progressive candidates. He went on basically to say Kevin McCarthy worshipped the New York Times, and worshipped when they wrote good things about him. He did whatever he could to get the failing New York Times to be positive in the uh, direction of Kevin McCarthy. This is really unbelievable. Really is unbelievable. He says, this book, I couldn't get anybody to publish it, the book he came out with, because they didn't want my name on their website. I'm too toxic, he said. They've turned my career into a public service which spans nearly a quarter of a century into toxicity. It's so toxified me that my leverage has been reduced substantially. This book should be required, uh, should be required reading for every candidate for Congress and could be the very document that denies the speakership of Kevin McCarthy. Look, the guy has sold his soul. He also goes on to say that he's really, really about globalists. He will pander to globalists as long as they are feeding the money. Pay to play, folks. It's a pay to play system. And you know what they're doing? 
in Michigan right now. The GOP in Michigan is basically doing the same thing to Trump-backed candidates that the GOP is doing nationally. The RNC, I should say. Because after a massive win in Michigan last week, they're now getting payback. The GOP there has literally stonewalled the Trump-backed candidate. And they're putting uh, rhinos in place. They're letting rhinos have uh, 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 power and putting them ahead and pushing out the Trump-backed candidates because they don't want anything to do with Trump and the Republican Party anymore. Late yesterday, Michigan House Republican Caucus, under the leadership of Speaker Jason Wentworth and House Caucus Chair Matt Hall, expelled the popular conservative Michigan State Representative Matt Maddock from being on committees. Why do you think they're doing that? They're trying to get even. They're trying to get payback for the walloping that they experienced last week. Let's continue to put our foot on the gas and let's continue to get rid of these rhinos, folks. We will not save this country. We will not drain the swamp. And we will not save our children until we do. The rhinos are worse than the Democrats. We'll be right back right after this. It really is sickening to watch it all, you know, because you think that you belong to this party forever. You think that you belong to this party that has morals, that is driven by God, that is driven by a moral compass, but we're not. These people are just as bad as Democrats. They're just as bad. You think that I like the fact that our minority leader is a bought and paid for rhino? You think that I like the fact that our major our minority leader in the Senate is a bought and paid for rhino? Downey C, Jeremy, when do you think my stuff will ship? Uh, tomorrow. Your, sh- your stuff will ship tomorrow, buddy. Um, the American people need to throw these sickening people out of office. Well, that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. You know, a lot of people get sick of me hammering, the ho- hammering at home on Kevin McCarthy, but unless we continue to wake the people up, I mean, you saw the other day, J.R. Majewski had no idea how much of a traitor to this country uh, uh, that Kevin McCarthy is, or at least to this party, we'll say that. J.R. Majewski had no idea, and he's running for Congress. And he found out two days later. So if J.R. Majewski, who's running for Congress, and who's an America First MAGA-style candidate, didn't know about Kevin McCarthy, imagine the regular everyday people out there who call themselves Republican, or who call themselves conservatives, or who call themselves part of the GOP. Imagine how many of them don't know. And I can guarantee you that the independents and the Democrats coming over And signing up to be a Republican, they don't know. And they need to know. And that's why we do this. They need to know. Agree? Ordered two metal crosses with Jesus card from Brave American. Brave American using promo code LFA. Well, thank you for doing that. We're going to have those guys on the show very soon to talk about their veteran, uh, veteran-owned and veteran-employed business and how they got there and what their goals are. That's going to be a great, great conversation. Does Trump realize about McCarthy, says Jatfish? Well, he has to. Look, <laughs> if Trump doesn't know about Kevin McCarthy or if he does know about him and he's letting it just slide or sweep it under the rug, we've got problems, folks. We've got problems at the homestead, if that's the case, but I don't think that's the case. Donnie C said, JR found out real quick, didn't he? Yes, he did. But again, I didn't blame him for not knowing. I didn't blame him at all. Not at all. I'm glad we got to a point 
where he woke up and said, whoa, 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 something's wrong here. Don't stop exposing them, said Rosebud. God bless you, girl. You are right. Let's come back and talk about this loser company, Disney. Welcome back to Live from America, folks. One thing that we have been hammering home on is leave our children alone. It is the line in the sand that Democrats stand with Republicans, stand with independents, and we are all united over this fact. Leave our kids alone. Leave those kids alone. We're going to talk about Disney since Disney seems to be the biggest woke-topia company out there using its billions to try to continue to put adults' heads and minds into the pants of your son or your daughter or your whatever they call themselves. More troubles at Disney's woke land of child sex predators continue to pile up, folks, because now the conservative alternative to the AARP, which is called AMAC, AMAC, is overwhelming woke Disney executives with tens of thousands, and I hope you're one of them. If you're not, become one. They are overwhelming Disney executives with tens of thousands of emails and phone calls every single day. Every single day. This is the kind of stuff that we need to continue to hammer home on, folks. We need to continue to call them out. We need to not let this die in the 24-hour news cycle because if we do, your son will be your daughter in no time or your daughter will be your son or they'll become a eunuch or something else. And there's so much more underlying when it comes to what they're doing to our children. But first, let me just read you this. Disney Insider said that Disney executives are tracking the overwhelming number of negative phone calls and emails they're receiving regarding the company's stated not-so-secret gay trans activism and attempts to sexualize children's entertainment. The outcry is being led by Association of Mature American Citizens, AMAC, activism nonprofit, the conservative alternative to the AARP, Two weeks ago, AMAC Action launched a nationwide campaign on the conservative advocacy uh, platform, a line act targeting Disney executives and the response from Americans has been indeed overwhelming. Finally, freedom-loving Americans' voices are being heard loud and clear by the woke corporate executives at Disney. It only took $30 billion of the market cap to lose that, For them to hear that, it only took millions of people dropping Disney Plus for them to hear that. It only took millions of people not coming to their parks and canceling their vacations for them to hear that. But so far, tens of thousands of phone calls and emails to the executives at Disney have been generated. Americans of all parties are mad as hell about Disney's attempt to sexualize children and force a radical agenda on them. And thanks to AMAC, Action and Align Act, people don't just need to be mad. They can actually do something about it. In less than 60 seconds, anyone in America can contact the woke radicals running Disney. You can join the national campaign even by visiting the AMAC Action website. According to AMAC Action's Align Act campaign, quote, we think Walt Disney would be as concerned about what's happening to this company as we are. And we think... They should say it's time for concerned Americans to stand up for the health and safety of our children. 
Then go on to say, join millions of mature Americans to honor Walt by telling the woke radicals running his company to stop the sexually identity exploitation and character indoctrination of our children and grandchildren. Amen. This is important. This is far more important than checking your Facebook status tomorrow morning. If Disney refuses to drop their woke agenda, then millions of people will continue to contact them and millions of people will threaten to stop spending our money on Disney parks, merchandise, programming, uh, partnerships, and more. Now, you can join the AMAC action campaign by taking action and telling Disney's woke executives to stop the sexualization of our children. You cannot just cancel your Disney Plus and that be enough. You need to cancel your Disney Plus and you need to call them and tell them why. You need to fulfill the entire action for it to make a difference. So let's continue to do that, folks. And like I told you during the commercial break, myself and some other very intelligent people right now, and I'm not saying I'm intelligent, I'm saying other intelligent people that I've aligned myself with so that I could you know, seem a little smarter, we're working on something that may just change the world and the way the public school system views talking about sex, period. It's big news. I'll tell you more about that as we, uh, as we move forward, okay? Um, I do want to bring a touching story to you right now, if I could, because we talk about a lot of the bad things in this country, and I know that I end with a smile, but sometimes I want to highlight a very beautiful story if I could. Now, the left will tell you that if the baby is inside of you, it is nothing more than a lump or a clump of cells. That's their favorite thing to say. And the baby cannot survive on its own. By that logic, anybody who's got mental, uh, men, is, is mentally handicapped cannot survive on their own. By that logic, a newborn baby cannot survive on their own. A puppy can't survive on their own. A kitten can't survive on their own. Some elderly people can't survive on their own. Are they a clump of cells that we should kill too? This next story is not a bad story about a baby not surviving on their own. This next story is a beautiful story about a baby actually surviving on on their own. Now I'm going to show you a very 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 tough picture to see. But here it is. 17 weeks early this baby was born. 17 weeks early. And this baby survived. Survived after his parents refused twice to turn off his life support. That is the blessing of God. Let's get into the story. A baby in England has defied the odds despite arriving 17 weeks early and after his parents twice refused doctor's advice to turn off his precious little life support. Little uh, Che Jeffries weighed at just one pound when he was born at 23 weeks on June 2nd of 2021 and spent nine months fighting for his precious little life and battling chronic lung disease. His mother, Megan McGee, 19 years old, had never expected that she'd give birth to a premature baby. Her pregnancy was going normal apart from her tooth infection. She said, quote, I was in such agony and being given all sorts of antibiotics. I can't think of another reason that he would have been born so early. Megan, a full-time mom, said the doctors, uh, the doctors agree with me that it was probably the antibody- antibodies that triggered excuse me, antibiotics that triggered my early labor. 
Megan was relaxing at her mother's house when she suddenly started to go into labor at just 23 weeks. After rushing to the hospital, she gave birth within hours of arriving. Che, who was born in his amniotic sac, was resuscitated by medics and rushed to intensive care before being transferred to University College London Hospital. When he was born, he didn't cry as he wasn't breathing. It was horrible not knowing what was going on. But I really love but a really lovely nurse took a little video of them working on him, so I had an idea of what was happening. I'm going to get over to that picture for you right now. Look at that little man fighting for his life. Fighting for his life. Megan got a quick glimpse of Che after he began breathing. But it was, he was whisked away immediately. When Che, who was kept alive by a ventilator, was just three days old, doctors confirmed he had suffered grade four brain bleeds on both sides of his brain, along with damage to the, right matter of his, uh, to the white matter of his cerebellum. Megan nestled a teddy bear beside Che to comfort him while he was in the incubator in intensive care at the hospital. It was a scary time. Here's the little man again right here. And I show you these pictures for a reason, because a baby's not a clump of cells. Even born 17 weeks early, a baby is a beautiful gift from God. That's why I'm showing you these pictures. Maybe somebody out there who's thinking about getting an abortion will see this video and say, you know what, I can't do it. I can't do it. At three weeks, his kidneys began to fail, and doctors twice advised the family to turn off his life support. But guess what? They didn't turn off his life support, ladies and gentlemen. And I am proud to say that he is alive and well. And there he is in his mommy's arms, right next to his mommy and his daddy, living life the way God intended, fighting for his life. He is here. He is here. He is alive. Now, I have a best friend of 30 years old who was also born at one pound, six ounces. He had 10 holes in his lungs, born with cerebral palsy. And was supposed to die as well. And guess what? His family believed in God. And they believed God would do the right thing. And today, he is fighting. And he's healthy. And he's a good man. And he supplies and provides for his families. For his family, I should say. Excuse me. The doctors told me and my, uh, the mother of my first children that we should have aborted our daughter, our first daughter. Four different doctors told us that. At that time, I didn't even believe in God, but I said at that time that I would put it in God's hands. They said she was going to be born with all of these problems and that I would forever need care for her. And guess what? She was born perfect because she was God's blessing. Bless his little heart. That's a good story tonight. Hopefully that brought a smile to your face, maybe a tear to your eye. We'll be right back with more Live from America right after this. Stay tuned. I think we need to highlight more stories like that, especially when it comes to children, especially when it comes to kids. My son was born two pounds, 11 ounces, and now he's 20 years old, says Bethany G. Gonzalez. God is amazing, says Julie. God has not lost hope. Why should we please continue to fight? Amen. As you can tell, I almost broke down reading that story a thousand times. Tears of joy for sure, says Michelle Curl. My Marine son, who has graduated from college next week, uh, he was born 11 weeks early, but I managed to get him 
to where he is. That's amazing. These are great stories, folks. And these are stories that people need to hear, especially young girls, especially young girls who are thinking about giving it all up. We can't let them do it. It's not like we can't let I'm not saying that like we should force them to have the baby. What we should do is show them the alternative. Don't just show them what society is showing them. Don't want to have a kid? Go ahead, kill it. You want to achieve your dreams? Kill your kid. We need to show them the other side. That's the problem. Is the public school systems and and, and, and workplaces and society does not want to show both sides. That's why I love the Creation Museum and the Ark down in Kentucky where Ken Ham has built a beautiful, beautiful slice of heaven right there. Because when you go through the Creation Museum, you go through learning evolution and creation at the same time. And you get to use your critical thinking on the other end and say which one is real and which one isn't. For us to be teaching evolution in school is completely wrong. Everybody knows it's a theory. Everybody knows it cannot be proved. And everybody knows it's about as ridiculous as a bird turning into a cow. Tweet, tweet, moo. But yet we don't show the other side. We don't show the other side. Let's come back and end the show with another beautiful story. Here we go. Folks, I want to thank you for sticking around tonight here on Live from America on Real America's Voice News. You guys are wonderful, wonderful people. Before we get to this last and very, very beautiful story, uh, I like leaving you with a smile. Before we get to that, though, I would like to highlight real quick, uh, I know a lot of you out there have children in school and you want your children to be represented the best way possible. Send your child to school today in a, uh, a flag t-shirt. It uh, actually reads the uh, Pledge of Allegiance. A hand over your heart t-shirt like the one I'm wearing now or a freedom t-shirt. We have them from toddler sizes all the way up to youth extra large. Send your kid to school proud today with a hand over your heart t-shirt or a t-shirt that uh, reads the, uh, the Pledge of Allegiance. Okay, And you can get those at JeremyHarrell.com. Now, I want to bring you this beautiful last story that comes out of Dubuque, Iowa. As Iowa students now can earn their physical education credits in school by doing the Lord's work. And what do I mean the Lord's work? I'm talking about doing yard work for the elderly and the disabled. What a beautiful story this is. And I wish we had a program like this when I was in school because kids are out there learning the importance of God, learning the importance of community. There they are right there. Look at them. Doing work to get credits for P.E. by helping the elderly and the disabled. Let's go to the story. This comes out of Dubuque, Iowa. Now students at the Alternative Learning Center, the ALC, in Dubuque, Iowa, can receive physical education credits when they help senior citizens or people with disabilities with their landscaping needs at home. With the summer upon us, many people will be out doing gardening and yard work. But for those in the community that cannot physically do that themselves, students at the Alternative Learning Center in Dubuque, Iowa, are stepping in to help. As part of the school's curriculum, students could choose from various activities during the last two weeks of school that will count towards their phys ed credits. Volunteering to do yard work for people in the community is one of the options, and they focused on helping seniors with disabilities. And ladies and gentlemen, wouldn't you know it, they had more people sign up for this than anything else. 
That lets me know that God is still alive, that he is still working with families. He is still working inside communities. He is still working for you to help others. That is the cornerstone of this show. That is the cornerstone of Christianity outside of the resurrection. Do unto others. Help people rise up. Pull them out of poverty. Pull them out of a bad situation. Show them joy. Show them how it's like to live with the full glory and, 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 and mercy of God. We need to start showing these people how great it is to be with God and how great it is to do the will of God. And we need to stop being these pesky, pushy, uh, make you feel guilty Christians. That's not what it's about. That's a religion. That's not a relationship. And we need to change that. Folks, if you like what you see here today, then go to JeremyHerald.com. Watch the show twice a day. It would be an honor to bring you into this Live from America family. And remember, folks, there are right ways and there are wrong ways, but there is only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, and keep your head up high, because you are a child of God, and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. I will see you tomorrow at 11 a.m. for more Live from America, and to the uh, Real America's Voice Getter page, God bless you guys as well. Keep a smile on your face, and I will see you tomorrow. Have a great night. See you later. Stop screaming that we first in America First place Black, white, brown, all cities, all towns, every